You're listening to the Vanu Podcast, the podcast making you invulnerable to the coercion of the state and the servile society. Visit our website for free resources to aid you in your pursuit of self-liberation. Old Vanu publications, podcasts, guest articles, and much more. Go to vanupodcast.com. And now, your hosts, Shane and Jason. Here we go. Okay, and welcome to another episode of the Vanu Podcast, the podcast making you invulnerable to coercion. Uh, hopefully I'm coming through okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it's always a goddamn adventure when it comes to me trying to live stream. Uh, so yeah, this time, YouTube, uh, I, I already you know fulfilled my legal requirements, and uh, I ensured that this video was not for fucking children, so... Um, yeah, it's not for children, so that 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 issue is out of the way. This this time though, apparently, uh, you know, drop frames. Um, yeah, drop frames are are fun. And I I I checked my uh, my internet speed. Um, all that was good. I don't know why. Um, it was it was uh, at like ninety percent. Uh, so at like ninety percent plus drop frames, like you wouldn't be able to. I I don't know how bad that would be. So I didn't even uh, <clears throat> I didn't uh, yeah I I figured I'd uh try to uh resolve that, and we're down to. Less than thirty percent. So hopefully it's coming through okay. Hopefully audio is coming through uh, coming through fine. Um, looks like we got uh, seven people here. Wow. Okay, that was uh, more than. Uh, you never know with uh, <laughs> with a mid morning, uh, you know, midweek uh, live stream. Uh, you know what's uh, what's going to happen. So um, go ahead and give some shouts out uh, shout outs here in chat. Uh, Phoenix of Liberty. Uh, good to see you again. Uh, beats Ernie's Trump report any day. Yeah, we aren't going to talk about the about Dolan. Um, I don't even know what's going on with the impeachment hearings. Uh, you know, it's it's all just a, a political circus anyway. Um, yeah, it's nothing to do with freedom. Nothing to do with self liberation. Um, and again, like I, I I could give a shit less about about uh, you know Trump's impeachment hearings. Where, you know, where's the investigation into you know, uh, um, you know this this massive uh, you know human trafficking ring, um, you know by uh, you know, carried out by you know uh, very pe- people very high up in government. Uh, you know, I don't care about anything else until until that gets investigated, and it's not going to, of course. So, uh, Bruno, looks like uh, you're uh, Bruno uh, raised back again. Uh, sick of scrolling through my feed and finding nothing but libertarian podcasts discussing debates and impeachment. <laughs> you can share recipes for an hour and it'd be more useful uh, and appreciated. Um, yeah, uh, it's that's that's been one of my frustrations for for years, man. Um, you know, like uh, I, I I understand the philosophy part of it. Um, you know, the philosophy is important. Um, it definitely is. Um, but yeah, most most podcasts are primarily dedicated to uh, yeah, news cycle bullshit. Um, not here though, certainly not here. Uh, so let's see, uh, loud and clear. Okay, very good, very good. So. Uh, let's go ahead and uh, get on with it here. So this podcast, everything found on the website, is covered by BIPCOT's No Government License, uh, which allows reuse and modification to anyone except for governments and the pledges thereof. Learn more by visiting BIPCOT.org. Uh, so yeah, feel free to drop any questions uh, or comments in chats. I've got a few things to talk about, but of course, uh, if there's anything else, uh, uh, preferably not in the news cycle, um, anything else uh, you know related to uh, self-liberation, Vanu, um, Elliot Publications, anything like that, uh, certainly love to talk about it. Uh, and yeah, please do feel free to drop those uh, drop those in chat. So first off, if you didn't catch my last live stream with Max Hillebrand, I'd highly recommend you do so. Uh, we talked about his journey uh, to becoming unbanked and uh, how he lives primarily off of Bitcoin. 
Uh, certainly worth checking out. Uh, it's, it's doing pretty well, uh, uh, you know, view-wise. Uh, so, um, you know, people are enjoying it, uh, and I, I think you will, too. I certainly think you will, too. Uh, so today, today I've got a, a few things to cover. Uh, first off, a potential libertarian intentional community uh, that I was made aware of via email. Um, I will provide an update on my health journey over the past few months or so. Yes, it's totally relevant to Vanu. And uh, then I'll discuss uh, the holiday deals we're running over at Liberty Intertack Publications, uh, which is the, the sponsor of uh, this podcast. So let me just take a look back uh, and chat here one more time. And everything looks good on YouTube. I will uh, go ahead and continue here. So let's let's go ahead and get right into it. So the uh, potential libertarian community, uh, you know, in my line of, uh, of work in the alternative media, I receive a lot of interesting emails. Uh, one of those uh, came this past week. Um, this uh, the individual requested that he remain anonymous, uh, but encouraged me to expend, extend the proposal to my audience. Uh, so that's exactly uh, what I'm doing today, and that's kind of uh, the entire reason why I did this live stream. Uh, anyway, I needed to get it need, needed to get this out there, and plus there's some other things I wanted to chat about. So um, I'll basically read the emails verbatim since uh, he or she goes into uh, you know quite uh, quite some detail. So um, the first email, and this I, I I'm I'm so happy. Like so, there's this one, and then um, there's I don't know. People are being, finally, you know, there's a lot of creativity happening in the self-liberation realm. I'll, I'll just, I'll leave it, leave it there for now. Um, but there's a lot of creativity. Um, people are coming up with some really, really incredible ideas. So, um, I will, you know, you, you'll, you'll definitely see more, more of that uh, in the next couple of days or so. I'm going to be putting up a post on, uh, on the Vonnie website, vonniepodcast.com. Um, yeah, what, I guess, uh, highlighting, uh, you know, one of these, uh, potential strategies, uh, that, that someone sent me and it's, brilliant like brilliant like i i love that people are getting in this mindset of it's there there's no clear path to self-liberation right um now obviously you know vanu and lifestyle changes you know it's, it's all well and good but you know like uh, uh there's there's uh, a lot to be explored uh certainly a lot to be explored and uh yeah you'll uh, certainly see more of that uh, in the coming uh, days and weeks. So, um, the email. So, uh, um, and yeah, again, it's going to be basically verbatim. Uh, good day. I'm writing uh, regarding the possibility of making a community that helps people of the same mindset live and possibly work together. For your information, there is an undeveloped tract of land located in Watauga. I uh, don't know how to pronounce that. Watauga County, North Carolina, home of Appalachian State University. That might be of interest to you or some of your listeners. The land in question is owned outright by the owner, and if others would utilize it using earth-friendly and or traditional homesteading methods, including people living in teepees on the property, permission to use the property for ongoing and sustainable projects might be allowed with no cost. The only cost is to respect the property and not pollute it, which is something I am confident we would not do anyway. The property has no electricity, and the Watauga River runs on the edge of it. Therefore, getting water of some type uh, is no trouble. The property owner is a huge fan of recycling, and better still, not using polluting, polluting chemicals and packaging in the interest of keeping the land clean and habitable. The owner does not currently live on the property, but wants, wants the land to be well cared for. Using pack-it-in and pack-it-out principles is high on the list of priorities. The property is almost entirely wooded, surrounded uh, by other undeveloped tracts of lands. Access to the property is through a dirt road, which might require four-wheel drive during inclement conditions. During dry conditions, most vehicles can get in and out with no trouble. If you would like to consider helping to make this property useful or available as an inhabited, uh, inhabited primitive camping site and working farm, please get in touch and we can see if we will be able to work out an agreement with the property owner. Most important thing uh, is to let this piece of land be utilized as a sustainable piece of land with environmentally friendly practices by people who respect it and who will not do objectionable things to it. That is, people who are not going to engage in illegal activities or who would willingly violate community standards of acceptable behavior. 
That is, if people will behave according to the standards of the greater community uh, at large of Watauga County, they should have no trouble with the property owner. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to let me know. I would love to be able to help you and the property owner work out something that would be beneficial to you all and to those who would like to learn. Uh, at this point, uh, yeah, he wants to remain private. Um, I enter, he's interested in promoting a place where people can live freely and not have to worry so much while living their libertarian ideals, although the lifestyle might be a bit hard scrabble. Uh, there's nothing stopping them from only staying and respecting the land, but the chance to work hard is definitely there. Build it, and they will come as... Uh, someone once said. The question at this point is how to proceed. This is an opportunity for enterprising pioneers of sorts. So, um, yes, that's uh, <laughs> one of the uh, uh, one of the uh, the, the emails uh, regarding the intentional community. Uh, and he, I, I responded and basically said, uh, "Can I do an episode on this, uh, or you know, just uh, you know, an episode post some something to make it public?" He said, "Of course." And uh, there was one further development uh, with some, some more details. So this is the, uh, the third email. Uh, I spoke to the owner just now. This was a good idea, and the property owner has a proposal to be added to anyone who may be interested. Here it follows. In the interest of making small, humble tracts and properties available for use by those who love freedom and getting out of that society, maybe a network of little lots of land who have trouble with bad weather and need repair might be in order. For instance, maybe someone in one place had a crop failure and needs to help to make a better system to utilize water distribution among the garden field, and someone else needs to build or repair a building on the property. Think barn raisings. Many people in different places would need a caretaker, or caretakers, plural, who might even rotate or concentrate their efforts at certain times. For instance, a southern property might need something done in the winter, while someone in a northern locale might have less to do during that same, uh, that same time period. In any case, it is a good chance to maximize the potential output if agrarian of a property. Maybe a network of free zones, if I may call it that, would be possible. I guess house rules apply to where you are. For instance, on the property I have proposed, it is not allowing one thing while someone might allow the same thing uh, somewhere else. Like house rules, someone prohibits drinking in the house, uh, and their house while another permits it. Uh, so that is basically the update. Um, I... I think it's fantastic. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, for me personally, uh, I'm working on uh, my homestead here in Southern Illinois, and uh, also it's just not not a, not a great time for me to uh, you know relocate to North Carolina. Uh, there's really nothing for me in North Carolina anyway. I don't think I've I don't think I've ever been there. Uh, maybe driven through there, but I don't think I've ever ever really been to North Carolina. But um, anyway. It's an interesting offer, no cost, um, you know, very uh, certainly primitive and, and kind of off grid, but that's, uh, you know, what some people are looking for. And uh, for a lot of folks, uh, you know, investment capital or you just the, the initial acquisition of the land is the most difficult part. So uh, those two things out of the way, no cost. And, you know, as long as you, you know, um, abide by the caveats in there, basically, you know, respect the property, st uh, you know, sustainable development, um, no polluting, um, that sort of stuff. So, yeah, if anyone's interested, please shoot me an email, Shane at Liberty com and I would love to, uh, yeah, you know, run, uh, um, you know, help uh, facilitate, uh, you know, the developments of, uh, maybe hopefully, a libertarian intentional community in uh, in North Carolina. Uh, that would be uh, incredible, and you know, I'm always looking for, uh, you know, other temporary autonomous zones, uh, you know, safe places, uh, you know, with like-minded people. So, um, yeah, you know, there's still there's still something, uh, you know, in my rational self-interest here. So. Um, <laughs> so yeah, let me know, Shane at LibertyAntac.com or yeah, he'll drop, drop a message in chat and, uh, yeah, I can, uh, work on facilitating, uh, you know, uh, do it, doing what I can, doing what I can. So I figured I'd bring that to your guys' attention. Don't know if anyone's going to act on it. Um, I, I don't know if anyone's, uh, you know, interested in, uh, uh, looking for uh, specifically looking for something like that, but, uh, there it is. 
uh, if uh, if you uh, may be interested. Uh, so Phoenix uh, sounds like there is a contradiction in the initial offer. Building a community there is inherently illegal. Hmm. What do you mean the? Uh, I guess uh, w- would you mind uh, elaborating, uh, Phoenix? Um, contradiction in the initial building a community there is inherently illegal. Um, why would it? Why would it be um, illegal? I think the uh, the uh, the the uh, individuals said that the the land was owned outright, so I'm not sure um, why it would be illegal. But yeah, just uh, you know, provide some more information in chat, and we'll we'll talk about it. So, um, yeah, that's uh, it's basically it for the the potential libertarian community. Um, so yeah, I guess the the first part's out of the way, the the investment capital and the acquisition of the land. Um, the second part of it, I guess, is just uh, strategic relocation. Uh, you know, are there people who are looking to, uh, you know, live a primitive lifestyles, um, you know, return to the land um, and, uh, you know, pick up all their belongings, uh, maybe their, their families, uh, significant others, uh, and just uh, relocate. I guess we'll, we'll have to see. But uh, the offer's out there, and uh, I would be remiss if I didn't at least pass it, uh, pass it on to you guys. Um, so, uh, all right. All right, so Phoenix uh, not having an occupancy permit. Ernie has been railing on occupancy permits lately. Yeah, I don't know what's... Yeah, I'm not sure what, uh, what that's in, in reference to. Um, because the only the only thing that I would... That that would be uh, concerned about is if it was in an incorporated or unincorporated area. Um, because if it was in, in an incorporated area, in an incorporated area, then it would be subject to nuisance abatement. So, like, for example, uh, you know, going back to the uh, the SLV Just Us folks out in Castilla County, Colorado, um, it was in an incorporated area, and therefore they required to have septic tanks. Um, they're required to be connected to the grid. Um, that's the only thing that I can think of that would that would be, um, you know, worthy of looking into. But it sounds like, um, you know, from, from the area, not that I'm familiar with this area of North Carolina, but just from the description, uh, as well as uh, the details that were laid out in the emails, I think, uh, I, I'm, I'm sure it's in an incorporated area, pretty sure. And I'm not sure about uh, occupancy permits. No, not uh, not really sure. Um yeah, if you got a link to that, I'd, I'd, I'd certainly be interested in, uh, in learning more. So, um, yeah, if you guys have anything else on the intentional community, feel free to drop that in chat or, uh, yeah, Shane at Liberty uh, dot com, uh, is the email. So, um, yeah, I guess I'll go on and get, get on to the second, uh, the second topic here and the f- stream stabilized. Thank God. Yeah, it went from, went from like 50% drop frames down to, down to 11. So, um, Fantastic. So the, the the second second portion of the stream, um, yeah, it's titled "Health Liberation: uh, Own Your Health, or It Will Own You." Um, so I've talked I've talked uh, about my type one diabetes often in this podcast, mainly in the context of uh, being of it being a barrier to my self liberation. So I talked about uh, you know one of the hurdles to, um, I guess one of the things I had to figure out before I, I went and uh, you know lived, lived in Acapulco for uh, for a, few, a couple months month and a half was, uh, how am I getting my diabetes supplies down there if I need them? Um, like that's, it's, it's just something I, I have to, I have to deal with for, for everything. Um, so, um, yeah, um, we talked about it. That's the point. Um, well, over the course of the past few months, I've been, I, I guess you could say, uh, on a little bit of a little bit of a journey. So to back up, and again, this is relevant to Vanu. It's just going to take a little, just a, a, a brief moment of, of, of explanation beforehand. So to, to back up, I got diagnosed with this disease at age 15. Uh, my doctors, nutritionists, and, and endocrinologists always recommended high carbohydrate, high insulin diets. Uh, and so I was always on the blood sugar roller coaster. Um, I'd, eat a, I'd eat a meal, my blood sugar would inevitably go up to 200 or 300. 
and then it would come crashing back down again, likely in just a few hours, uh, likely just a few hours later. So I'd have to eat. I'd eat a big meal, give insulin, I'd be forced to eat again. Um, I was basically enslaved to food. I, enslaved to food. I have to eat like every few hours, or my blood sugar would drop. So I thought that was totally normal. <laughs> I thought that was just how diabetes was um, up until yeah a few months ago. Um, and that, I, I thought that was, that was how things were. And then that's, uh, you know, I was doing all right, um, with uh, my management of the disease. Now I, I, I never thought I was doing splendid. Like I knew, I knew there were ways I can improve, but I thought I was doing all right. Um, my hemoglobin A1C, in other words, uh, my, uh, average blood sugar over the course of the past three months would fluctuate. Uh, but with my current knowledge, uh, you know, it was always high. Uh, my doctors would sometimes raise a little concern. Um, but they never made me aware of that even at my best, um, I was still at extreme risk for um, developing long-term complications of diabetes. Uh, so yeah, blindness, kidney failure, heart attacks, strokes, amputations, etc. Um, there was never really uh, a sense of urgency or worry. Um, and for, and you know, maybe especially since I was, you know, I was 15, there's some some leeway there. But especially the past five years, I, I take I take most of the responsibility for that. But then again, this isn't something that's uh, what, what I'll I guess the solution I'll talk about isn't something that's promoted at all. Um, actually the, the, the exact opposite, um, is, uh, is what's, um, yeah, what's, uh, promoted by, uh, you know, by medical professionals. So anyway, uh, earlier this year, I knew for a fact that I had to quit drinking alcohol, uh, and I did. It's been, you know, three or four months and actually relatively easy. Um, so about midway through the year, I cut back on that. Uh, yeah, it was still in, in what I would now consider, uh, to be really, really poor health. Uh, metabolic hell is, is what I've been calling it. Uh, well, in August, I, I had an intuition that I should try a ketogenic, uh, you know, low-carb diet in hopes of better managing my diabetes. Just kind of an inclination. I, 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 I don't know. Like, I, I knew I didn't feel great, but um, I just kind of uh, decided to do it. Randomly decided to do it, uh, start doing it one day. So without any, any idea of what I was doing, I uh, gave it a go, but uh, continued my research. Um, my research led me to an individual named Dr. Richard Bernstein uh, in his book, The Diabetes Solution. Uh, Dr. Bernstein has been a type 1 diabetic for over 50 years, even before the time of blood sugar testing and insulin treatment. Uh, so he began a uh, low-carb diet to manage his diabetes. That's basically the only solution back then. And, okay, there he goes, froze for a second. Um, yeah, it was basically the only treatment back then was, uh, you know, low-carb diet. And uh, with the advent, of, uh, the advent of insulin, he was uh, able to completely normalize his blood sugars. And by normalize, I mean uh, 83 uh, you know, milligrams per deciliter, what uh, you know, a non-diabetic's blood sugar would be. Um, and he also uh, successfully reversed, uh, any complication, any diabetic complications that he had. Uh, I think he said he had a uh, kidney disease and there were, there were other things too, like diabetic neuropathy, um, nerve damage. Um, all that stuff is, uh, is pretty common if you have uh, chronically high blood sugars for, for 10 plus years, um, as I have. So, um, yeah, he reversed all those though. And, uh, he's 85 years old. He's in better health than most people, than most of his non-diabetic counterparts. Um, yeah, he's 85 and he works out for like two hours a day. Like he's, he's in ridiculously good shape. Um, and all of his, uh, you know, all of his markers, uh, you know, one of the, the, uh, if you have type, if you have diabetes at all, your, uh, risk for heart attacks and strokes increases by like 65 to 85%. Um, but his, uh, yeah, his, uh, all of his markers for that, uh, have come back, uh, you know, per, you know, great um and he's still live kicking doing you know doing doing great things so um that said his book scared the living shit out of me um it definitely definitely did um as i said a moment ago i thought i was doing okay uh that i was in uh, you know pretty good health uh, all considered uh no certainly not certainly not 
uh, having chronically high blood sugars for yeah around 11 years, I I, I developed a metabolic syndrome, uh, which yeah my, I had high blood high blood pressure. Um, I had gained uh, I had gained weight. I mean I still wasn't I didn't think I was fat by any means, but um, I was uh, you know gaining some weight, uh, insulin resistance, uh, regular heartbeat, which would um, fall into the diabetic neuropathy um, aspect, uh, etc. So I, I went from thinking I was in pretty good health to realizing, uh, fuck shit's not right. Um, things are, are not right. Uh, things are, are, are not, are, are not good here. So, um, again, though, uh, complications of diabetes are reversible, um, through normal, uh, normalizing blood sugars. So that's, uh, what I set out to do, uh, in just three months, uh, on the carnivore diets, uh, intermittent fasting and only meat. Uh, my average blood sugar is now 92 uh, milligrams, uh, per deciliter. Um, and again, the average blood sugar of a non- non-diabetic is 83. So compared to my last A1C, which was um, right before the Midwest Peace and Liberty Fest, um, which yeah, it was uh, my average blood sugar was like 190. Um, in three months, it's pretty, um, pretty incredible, um, pretty significant. Um, so yeah, I'm not going to correct all the damage um, I did in this uh, in just a, this short time, in just a few months, but I feel so much better, and uh, some of the symptoms of metabolic syndrome have disappeared. So um, there's progress, and and that that was the main reason. Um, yeah, a few months ago, uh, when I kind of I recorded podcasts, but there's a th- there's a, there are a few of them that I haven't put out yet. Yeah, I basically just pulled back from everything, um, and and focused on focused on that. But uh, yeah, I agree with Dr. Bernstein that uh, diabetes is, is an orphan disease. Uh, newly diagnosed individuals uh, will be shoved out of hospitals and put on a high carb diet, uh, ensuring that they will fall prey to the long long term complications of diabetes. Uh, it's inevitable if you follow their instructions. Um, so yeah, these, these doctors set a target, uh, blood sugar, you know, typically like 120, 140, you know, depending upon the individual, but it's always higher, um, because they don't want you to have a blood sugar and a low blood sugar and die. Because if they advise you to hit that target range and you die, then they could be sued. So like, that's what most of this stems from is if they give you, um, the advice they should give you, um, then, and something happens, I mean, you're not going to die tomorrow from having a blood sugar of 250, but you could die if you have a blood sugar of like 15 or 20. Um, so it's, it's all about, you know, pushing off the, the, the pushing off the, the long-term complications in favor of, you know, short-term successes, which they aren't successes at all, in my opinion. But yeah, newly diagnosed individuals will be shoved out of uh, hospitals and put on a high carb diet, uh, ensuring they will fall prey to these, these complications. Um, it's, it's really, really frustrating. It's a, it's a terrible thing. Um, and I guess furthermore, too, the, the nutritional the nutritional standards advocated by the American Diabetes Association, um, they show, like, you, you can look at the science, you can look at all of the data, um, that A1Cs, you know, the I guess the, the gold standard of measuring, um, you know, management of diabetes, A1Cs have never been higher. So clearly, what the mainstream medical professionals are advocating is not fucking working, right? Clearly, if, if the science is showing that, clearly what they're advocating is not working. And until they admit it, uh, you know, more diabetics uh, are going to fucking die when all this could have been prevented. So that's, it's frustrating. Like this has been my focus for the past couple of months is uh, basically I've had this, I've had this disease for for 10, uh, yeah, basically almost 11 years. And I've learned more about it in the past three months, just reading books um, than I ever learned from any of these so-called medical professionals. Um, It's just standard of care. That's all it is. It's what it's, that's the term. It's just standard of care. It's not actually, um, helping, it's not actually, uh, you know, helpful or preventative or anything of that nature. So yeah, anyway, um, in in the process of my research, I came across a huge community called, uh, let me be 83. Um, this is a community of type one diabetic adults, families, children, et cetera, who have all committed themselves, uh, to low carb diets in pursuit of normal blood sugars against all advice of their doctors. 
Um, there's also a fascist book group, uh, Keto for Type 1 Diabetics, and uh, quite a flourishing uh, um, community. I guess I'd say a loosely knit community on Twitter um, and also Instagram. I mean, there's, there's these folks uh, everywhere, and I just didn't know it. So um, it's it's getting to the point now that you know, mainstream doctors can't ignore it any longer. Um, they see they see redu- like they see uh, A one Cs go from from ten percent or eleven percent, um, which would be I don't know what the what the conversion of that would be to average blood sugars. But they see like these the what they want you to be is under under five percent is non diabetic. Um, so like these are you know twice the range. Like we're we're talking you know very very high blood sugars, um, very high A1Cs, and within the span of a month or two, within the span of a couple few months, um, these are dropping significantly, um, putting type one diabetics out of immediate risk. Um, so it's it's absolutely huge. Um, it is huge. So I have two points to make um, in regards to the in, in regards to my dialogue thus far, and <clears throat> first off. Uh, we talk a lot on this podcast about how if you want freedom or, uh, you know, in the case of Vonu and invulnerability to coercion, you have to take it into your own hands. Fuck political crusading, fuck begging, um, and, you know, fuck falling prey to propaganda telling you to, to do those things. Well, this is exactly the mindset um, that is prevailing in these medically unauthorized diabetic communities. Uh, individuals and families have done what the entire goddamn medical industry has failed to do for the past 50 or 60 years. Normalize blood sugars and uh, eliminate the risk of diabetic complications. They've had 50 or 60 years to figure this out, to look at the data, to look at the science and realize that, you know, maybe we aren't doing the right thing here. And Dr. Bernstein, he, he was an engineer before, um, before he decided to become a doctor. The entire reason he became a doctor was, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and this is kind of the, uh, <laughs> uh, kind of the same political saying mindset, but he, he figured, you know, um, I've got a solution here. It's, you know, eating a low-carb diet. If sugar is basically toxic to a diabetic, then maybe they shouldn't consume sugar or carbohydrates. Makes sense, right? Makes perfect sense. So he decided to become a doctor so the American Diabetes Association would take him seriously. Um, so for the past 50 years, they've been fully aware of, of Dr. Bernstein and his reversing of, co- of these diabetic complications and all of, all of these successes and all of the successes at his, at his practice that he has in New York. They're aware of all of these things, but they're still going to just shaft a bunch of diabetics, you know, fuck them. And especially with type two, like, like type one is one thing where, where type one is basically, um, you know, normalizing blood sugars to 83 and then, you know, holding out hope for a cure where pancreatic beta cells can be regenerated or transplanted or something along those lines for type two. That's even, even bigger scam. Um, that's, that's entirely reversible. Um, and just, and typically in a span of a couple months, there's a, a doctor, uh, Jason Fung, um, who wrote a really good book on the subject. I don't remember off the top of my head. I can, I can, uh, I can, I've, I've I can uh, put it in the show notes uh, after get done recording here. But, uh, yeah, I mean, there are plenty of doctors who just by lifestyle, um, you know, like it's, they can be off med, they can be off their type two, you know, diabetic medication within like a month or within two weeks. Like this stuff works. Um, it works. And, and why isn't it being, being, uh, you know, advertised to the large, the, the medical uh, community at large? Well, there's, there's conflicts of interest. Um, there's, there's a lot of conflicts of interest and <clears throat> yeah, it's, it's, it's disappointing. Um, and I'm, I'm all for making money, all for making money, but not if you're putting your patients at risk for long-term diabetic complications. I think it's, I think it's fraud. Um, because if, uh, if, if I'm going to a doctor and, uh, if, if I'm a type one diabetic, I'm going to a doctor 
Um, and you know, the, the agreement is that, you know, they're, they're going to take care of me and, uh, you know, minimize the risk of, di- of diabetic complications. Well, if, if all the advice they're giving me is guaranteeing it, um, I consider that fraud to a certain degree. So again, I'm, I'm, I'm all for making money, but this is, uh, this is a problem. Um, it's a, it's a major problem. Um, but thankfully there's, you know, there's some solutions. As I said, you know, there's these entire communities of type one diabetics. Um, they've just ignored the, 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 the advice of their doctors because what they, what they were doing was not working. Um, it just wasn't. So the second point is this. On that note, next time you see someone ridicule a normal individual, a normal individual like non-medical professional, um, for doing their own research on some health-related topic and going against so-called settled science, I want you to remember this example, that for the past 50 years... And this is, it's not like this is new information. They just haven't had a chance to adjust or, you know, shift their, their standards of care or whatever they want to call it. This has been, you know, out there for 50. I mean, before insulin, low carb diets were the only way to manage diabetes. It was the only way. So this information has been out there. The fact that, um, doctors and nutritionists and, 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 and folks like that aren't promoting it to diabetics is, yeah, I mean, it's frustrating to say the least, um, frustrating to, to, to say the least. So, um, yeah, you know, the, the, these individuals and these families, uh, they've been able to, to do what the entire medical professional me- medical industry has failed miserably at. So, um, obviously don't be so open-minded your brain falls out. You know, that's silly, uh, you know, cliche saying, but, uh, in this fiat world, most everything is bullshit. Um, that's just what I've, what I've come to, to, to figure out is, <clears throat> and uh, I mean, at, I'd say, you know, five, five years ago, six years ago, even, um, I was kind of already, or I'd say yeah, five years ago for sure. Um, I was already on this path of, uh, you know, unlearning all the things I was taught in, uh, in government indoctrination, um, and trying to relearn, um, you know, what's, you know, relearn what's, what's actually true. Um, I guess the, the one area that I really didn't apply it was my diabetes specifically, because we did talk about, um, on Liberty Attack Radio, um, this had been in 2015 and 2016, we did a couple episodes on scientific consensus, uh, me and Daryl Becker, and, uh, in the second, in the second installment, uh, Dr. Stephanie Murphy joined us too. Um, but yeah, today, um, the world of modern science and scientism, um, is a problem. Um, it's a real, real problem. And... <clears throat> For, um, you know, like especially for for diseases like diabetes, I mean, you're basically on your own. Um, You are on your own because how can you trust that, um, like if a study, study X shows Y. Well, how do you know that that study was not funded by the pharmaceutical company that is trying to sell you the drug to cure, you know, whatever X disease is? Right. How do you know? Like you you can't know. Um, It's really hard to know. And how do you know that uh, your doctor um, is pro- providing you with this accurate information. How do you know that he hasn't hadn't received a bunch of money from one of these pharmaceutical companies to push some drug? Unless he tells you. And is your doctor going to tell you that if he's being paid um, by a ph- by paid a bunch of money by a pharmaceutical industry, you know pharmaceutical companies to push a drug? No, he's not going to tell you. So the idea, the, uh, yeah, the the idea is. You know, as anarchists and Venuans, uh, anarchist Venuans, there really aren't any institutions that we trust, right? Um, you know, whether it's you know education, um, you know, wh- whatever, wh- whatever industry it is, you know, there there really aren't many um, that anarchists and Venuans trust. But I'd highly recommend, uh, you know, this this same sort of mindset. Um, I'd recommend that it apply to the medical and, and nutritional um, industry as well. Um, don't trust but verify everything. Um, I mean, it's gone to the point now um, where I mean, I've I've I'm 
eliminating things that could do that could could do damage. Like I I I quit nicotine too, um, nicotine drinking, all that because I'm trying to I'm trying to get my health under control. Like I'm at, I'm to the point now where before I buy water, I look at the water the water quality reports because that's another scary thing. And uh, um, I don't know if uh, if Jason Booth is here, but um, he shared a, a link on Fascist Book uh, probably a couple of weeks ago. Talk, like uh, and it, it was uh, I guess a third party. Um, third-party certification um, or testing um, company um, that you, you put in your zip code and it shows you the quality of water um, and, you know, like, uh, you know, quality, the, the, the water quality, like, you know, the tap quality. Um, yeah, and the, and, and the one that he shared in, the one in, in, uh, in my locale where I looked, um, yeah, I mean, it's full of carcinogens, you know, at, at unapproved levels, like higher than what's, what's approved. So, um, I mean, it, it is really, really to the point now that... Um, you gotta, you, you can't trust anything or anyone. You just, you gotta verify everything for yourself. Um, that's, that's where I'm at. Um, I wish it wasn't like that, right? I wish, I wish it was easier to trust people who should know better, right? You know, they, they've gone to, they've gone to, you know, high level doctor, they've gone to college for high level indoctrination for, for, for eight years to study medicine. You would hope that they, they would, you know, be able to give you that accurate information. Um, and, and in some cases they can, but, uh, there are other, uh, you know, special vested interests, um, conflicts of interest. Um, and Dr. Jason Fung did a really, really great, uh, um, gave a really great talk that's on YouTube. Um, just if you type in Dr. Jason Fung conflicts of interest or something on those lines, you'll find it, but, um, it's a problem. And, and yeah, as, as I said, we talked, Dar- Daryl Becker and I talked about this, um, you know, a couple of years ago on LA radio. Um, it's a real, real problem. Um, and uh, th- thankfully, it seems like the, the pushback or the solution to this um, is, again, very much individualistic, very much um, in, in, in line with Vanu and the Anarchy, I would say. Um, and that's, uh, so there's a, there's a guy named Dave Feldman um, who runs a website called cholesterolcode.com. Um, he uh, started a foundation called the Citizen Science Foundation. And it's basically, uh, you know, N equals one studies where basically just individuals, you know, do tests, do tests on their body. And, and, you know, it's very scientific and, you know, they, 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 provide their results you know what's what what happens uh i i uh, stopped eating saturated fats and my um ldl cholesterol did this like there there are all of these studies trying to figure out what's um you know you know causation you know what's what's affecting what um so there's there's that uh you know there's uh, you know the open insulin project there's there's a lot of um uh, there's there's a lot of these things popping up where um you know the focus is de- is decentralization at least to some degree uh and returning you know back to the individual like it, it I think most people inherently know that there's a problem. Um, you know, some something is wrong, right? Um, because with uh, you know, obvi- like uh, obviously there have been some some significant advances in medicine. Um, of course, there have been. There have been some significant advances. I'm not saying there haven't been. Um, but with our, our alleged level of knowledge um, of with you know, I guess the touted level of knowledge or the the perception of modern, uh, I guess modern science and health. You'd think that, you know, the incidence of heart attack and stroke and Alzheimer's and all these things would be decreasing, but that's not what's happening. Um, it's not. So there's uh, things that are terribly wrong. And just as, uh, you know, like uh, when, when we're talking about Vanu and, and self-liberation, um, the idea is not necessarily to, you know, just <laughs> the idea is not to, uh, you know, try to find freedom by joining a political crusade. Um, that's not, that's not going to work. It's, 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 it's not going to be effective. Um, likewise with these massive, uh, you know, like massive pharmaceutical industry, uh, you know, big pharma, um, there's not much you can do individually to change that institution. 
But what you can do is take your take control of your own health, um, and you know, d- yeah, do your do your own research and 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 you know verify or, or debunk what uh, what you've been told, and uh, you know uh, go from there. Um, but it, it's I know like uh, going through going through some of that uh, that back that backstories. Me might have been a little confused. Like where where is he getting at here? But but the idea is, um, yeah, it's the same. Um, it's it's totally the same. It's um, got to if if you want freedom you've got to you've you've got to build freedom for yourself um and if you want health if you want good health um you should probably trust tr- stop trusting your fucking doctor unless you have a really good one um yeah and, and i guess one, one more one more anecdotal example um for for the di- for for the diabetes how, how especially diabetics are on their own is um i went to the doctor and a nurse's nurse's assistant came in and uh, i had told her before she left walked out that i was a type 1 diabetic she walked back in and said I had to look. I had to had to uh, you know refresh myself on the difference between type one and type two. That's what she said. She'd been a doctor for like twenty years, and it, so like it's it's just uh, there's there's so much wrong. Um, there's absolutely so much wrong, and um, I don't know. It's it's relevant to Vani because if you, if you don't have your health, I mean, what's if if you feel like dog shit all the time and uh you know you're you're going to be heading towards an early grave for for one reason or another um i mean what's the point of being invulnerable you know trying to become invulnerable to coercion um you know it's um i don't know i don't know so i'll check uh check chat here again uh bruno good deal bro happy to hear you're feeling better thanks man i i appreciate it um i i definitely appreciate it um phoenix uh fourth east vinegar collective allows free people to synthesize their own drugs drugs yes i uh i uh interviewed uh dr michael laufer here on uh, the vani podcast they're doing a lot of a uh, lot of really really incredible stuff and that's exactly the same kind of uh the mindset that i'm talking about um it's you know and, and maybe it wasn't like this and 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 for previous generations like uh, you know there used to be kind of that uh, you could trust your local doctor um but that's just not that's just not really how it is uh, today um it's not um and i guess another example <laughs> another anecdotal example yeah when i got that high one c before the midwest, midwest midwest peace liberty fest her advice should have been um <laughs> uh, you know maybe cut back on carbs a little bit you know that might be a, a wise idea but no she just and she just left me a voicemail you know, just left me a voicemail yeah your a1c went up maybe give more insulin that's it um so yeah i mean it's 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 a problem um it's it's totally a problem and um i'm 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 happy to see the the, the shift towards uh you know away from institute you know away from kind of that uh, appeal to authority uh, or appeal to that to to the institution of you know big pharma people are, are realizing that a lot of things they've been told um are, are bullshit um and a lot of different uh, a lot of different areas i think it's just what's unique to to venuans and anarchists is if it's if it's if it's pervasive in one institution it's probably pervasive in other institutions as well um similar similar institutions of size so um yeah i suppose that's that's kind of uh rant over here um but uh yeah and and, and summation uh, I, I do plan on doing uh um an entire series on this uh, titled something like health liberation self-liberation um and it won't be focused on diets um as that's ultimately an individually based thing um and type 1 diabetics some of them are doing vegan keto some of them are eating carnivore diets like me with intermittent fasting um i mean it's and then yeah other other folks who don't have diabetes um are just adopting these um adopting uh you know low-carb diets <clears throat> and and having uh you know great success um great success so um 
but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I feel like health is just something we need to spend a lot more time on. I don't know how the series is going to look. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think on it more, but, um, it's, it's just too important of a subject, um, to, to, to be passed up. Um, to, to not spend a bunch of time on. So, um, yeah, we, uh, we will, especially now that, uh, I've, uh, outsourced editing of the podcast. So, um, I just got to, I just got to record and, uh, then, uh, um, yeah, that's, that's all the work that I have to do. So that's, that's good. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll end, uh, there for now on the health, uh, health topic, um, and the rants, but, uh, yeah, I'm open to any questions in chats, uh, or comments in chats, uh, before I get on to, uh, the last segments of uh, today's show. So, uh, what do we got? Um, Matt S. Uh, good, cool to hear you discuss health. I went keto back in 2011. Lost 100 pounds before I found anarchism and was a big step in my journey as I realized our rulers were wrong on more than just diet. Yes, yeah, exactly. And that was, um, as I said, like I, I, I started the keto diet just basically to see if it would help me control my diabetes better. I had no idea what I was doing, but yeah, within the span of like two to three weeks. I lost like 15 pounds and then over the course of the next couple of weeks, I lost another seven or eight. So I went from, I went from 170 pounds down to like 148. And when I lost that weight, um, you know, I, I'd never worked out. I, I hadn't worked out before. Um, once I lost all that weight, I was like, I got all this energy now. Um, so I started exercising too. Um, so like it, there's, it's, it seems like, uh, I, I, I did, I, I thought people were exaggerating when they talked about diets, like, you know, diet's super like diet's everything like diet's super important for me i, I just kind of i kind of ignored that but it's true it, it's 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 i think the most important thing um because it, and, and it's not just the diet it's the snowballing of effects it's the fact that when you're eating better you're getting your and you're not just eating the standard american diet which is fucking garbage i don't think anyone will dispute that the standard american diet is garbage um <laughs> but yeah once you you, you have the low carb you start to feel better um well, for, for, for most people, I would say for most, for most people, um, they start to feel better, they lose weight, then they start to exercise and then just like their, their health improves drastically. And then their LDL cholesterol goes up and their doctors fucking freak out and try to provide them, try to prescribe them stats, which did happen to me, by the way. Um, <laughs> yeah, of course, from, uh, from all my research, um, there's a really, really interesting cardiologist. Um, his name's Dr. Nadir Ali. And uh, he's actually a, a cardiologist that's against against statins. So um, there's a lot of a lot of really inc- really interesting information out there. And w- before I before I was before I came to anarchism, when I was actually still in high school, I was a huge. I loved biology. I loved genetics. I loved all of this stuff. So now that I've I've kind of uh, I have a obviously again a, a, a vested special special interest in having in acquiring this knowledge because it impacts my health. So um, <clears throat> it's it's been even beyond just the health health portion. I mean, it's to me this stuff is just fascinating. Um, but yeah, Matt, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to hear, uh, that's, uh, you know, keto, uh, worked well for you. Um, that's, that's, that's fantastic. Um, yeah, it's fantastic to hear. So, um, yeah, I guess the, the moral of the story here is, uh, yeah, every, most, most everything in a fiat world is bullshit. So, um, if it applies, if, uh, you look at one institution that you, you've, that's, uh, you're, you're, uh, more knowledgeable on and, uh, you see all the flaws, um, there, uh, then just uh, apply that to, to other uh, to their other areas, other institutions as well. It's kind of like uh, an example that I give um, is like if you look at a mainstream media article, um, like let's say it's a mainstream media article on Bitcoin. Um, like I'm pretty knowledgeable on Bitcoin, I would say, um, especially whenever it's going to be something written about in, the, in mainstream media. So like for Bitcoin, I'd go and read a mainstream mainstream media article on Bitcoin, and like let's say they like the generally speaking, most of the time 
it's compl- like it's they have no understanding whatsoever. They 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 do like there's there's no understanding, right? Um, but to someone who doesn't know anything about Bitcoin, they wouldn't know that. So one thing I recommend um, to uh, to state is primarily, is, you know, choose your favorite news source. Um, it's news store- news source doesn't matter. Um, the point is the is the, the subject. So so find a subject that you're that you're specialized in that you have a lot of knowledge in, and uh, <laughs> you'll very quickly see that. Uh, yeah, um, people don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Um, generally, yeah, generally speaking, that's uh, that, that 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 tends to be the case. And I guess one one other aspect of of this investigation that's been interesting is, um, and this kind of uh, I guess uh, not not even that's not even alternative science. Um, it's just kind of um, <clears throat> I guess in, in these developing fields, um, a lot most of these folks, uh, you know, are more are, are a lot more humble. It's like you know we don't know a hundred percent. Um, you know whether coffee will inhibit autophagy. Um, we we don't know these things. Whereas if you look at uh, you know the the medical industry generally speaking, it's you, you want to cure this disease. Here's a drug. You want to do this. Here's how you do it. Like there's it, it seems to be a you know a less humble, more arrogant. Um, when yeah, it shouldn't be that way. Um, shouldn't be that way. But uh, yeah, I if uh, let's see here. I'll check chat. Um, Bruno, I've been trying to convince my mom to drop the stats, but after a heart attack last year, she's too frightened to break outside her doctor's recommendations. <clears throat> That's understandable. And, and for, um, and, and for statins, I guess, um, yeah, from, from what I, from the research I've done, um, if you've had a heart attack, there's actually, uh, like if you've already had a heart attack or a stroke, um, they might actually, um, they, they, they might, they might actually help a little bit, but if you have no history of heart attack or stroke, um, then I think that, I, I think Dr. Nadir Lee, um, said like that it's like a 1%, um, 1% chance of it helping something with a whole bunch of negative side effects. Um, very, you know, deadly, uh, you know, not, not good side effects, uh, not good side effects, but, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll drop some links in the show notes. I'm not going to just, uh, <laughs> recount everything that I've, that I've looked into, but yeah, there, there's, there's a lot of, a lot of interesting information out there. And, and yeah, I mean, it's <clears throat> stuff. I, I, I know quite a few people on stands. I mean, they, they prescribed everybody, um, it prescribed to everybody. Like for type one diabetics, if you're a type one diabetic, they'll automatically prescribe them to you. And for me, being 27 years old, they'd expect me to be on that for my entire life for like 40 years. And there's no like that's that's another sad thing is there's no apprehension when they're going to prescribe you something that you'll have to take for the rest of your life, probably. <laughs> like t- being prescribed something for 40 years is not natural. It's not. It, c- it can't be a good thing. Um, can't be a good thing. So I don't know. Anyway, anyway. You guys got anything? Any other uh, questions or comments here in chat? Or uh, I will, uh, I guess, move on to the uh, final part of uh, the broadcast here. <clears throat> yeah, do not, uh, you don't see anything right now. So I'll go ahead and, uh, and get on with it. And yeah, if anything pops in uh, before the stream ends, I'll I can certainly jump back and address it. So I wanted to take a moment here. Um, I've sent it out to my email list, um, which if you haven't signed up for that yet, just go to libertyandertech.com and uh, just uh, you'll, you'll see right there on the homepage, there's a field for your first name and your email address. I don't want any more information than that. The first name is just just makes it a more personable email. So um, yeah, name, email address, and uh, you'll get uh, actually three free digital books. And uh, then you'll uh, you'll get updates uh, such as these. But uh, yeah, we're going to uh, you know have some holiday specials uh, over at uh, Liberty Attack Publications. I would switch this real quick, like. Um, so yeah, um, starting on uh, November 29th uh, to December 2nd, uh, we'll be uh, have uh, offering a 25% off all books and bundles. 
um, which is quite a bit more than what we typically offer. So yeah, 25% off all books and bundles for, uh, I guess it'd be from Black Friday to Cyber Monday. And uh, then, for, uh, I guess, on the author services side, um, from November 29th, Black Friday, to the end of the year, or I guess till, uh, you know, 1-1-2020, um, 50% off proofreading and editing. So if you're an author um, with uh, your know, manuscript, you've been wanting to get a professional set of eyes on, uh, then there's uh, no better time uh, to, uh, you know, uh, hit us up and uh, uh, utilize our services. Uh, again, 50% off all proofreading and editing. Um and uh, I would even include, yeah, obviously even include, uh, like, for, for our journalism, um, we've got, a, I guess, a, 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 not for books, but for, for journalists. If you're, uh, if you're uh, writing articles and such and uh, you want another professional set of eyes on it to, uh, you know, m- improve it before it reaches your, uh, your readers, um, we can help with that, too. Um, and uh, generally speaking, I think it's uh, um, for 2,500 words or less, it's $25. So for this deal, if you want to, uh, you know, ex- for, for a couple of few months, uh, you know, utilize some cheap proofreading services, um, that uh, is certainly an option as well. So 25% all books and bundles um, from Black Friday to Cyber Monday, and then 50% off all proofreading and editing um, from Liberty Attack Publications. Uh, just go to libertyunderattack.com uh, to check out all the books in our catalog. Um, and again, uh, I will uh, on Friday, I will uh, provide the coupon code um, for uh, utilizing the 25% off deal. Uh, but yeah, if you want to go check, uh, go, you know, get a, get a head start now, uh, just go to libertyunderattack.com. Or if you want to, uh, you know, uh, look at our author services, uh, author services, then uh, just go to libertyunderattack.com forward slash publish. So I'll take one more uh, look at chat here. Don't see anything new. So, uh, all right. Um, I think I'll go ahead and, uh, and close out here then. Um, thanks so much for attending. And please do consider supporting my work via LUA Publications. Um, you know, it's it's been an incredible year. And I, I thought about this when I was writing up that email. Uh, because it was it was really last year at this time. Um, I was running the first deal. Like, I, I, at that time, I was only selling Hashtag Agora in my book, Fawning a Strategy for Self-Liberation. And, uh, yeah, I, <clears throat> I didn't know what I was doing back then. Um, and it really wasn't until Acapulco, um, at this time where I, I kind of went full bore with that, uh, with Elio publications and, uh, it's been an incredible year so far. Um, I mean, yeah, February was when we, when I really started pumping out books. Um, and I mean, yeah, we've got, uh, 11, 11 or 12 now and, um, yeah, we got, uh, you know, uh, author, uh, you know, clients for author services. So it's, it's, it's incredible. I, I really, really appreciate, um, all the support so far and, uh, you know, ongoing into the future. Um, yeah, there aren't there aren't many uh, liberty or liberty focused publishers um, that are that are interested in, in publishing this sort of content. And obviously, it's uh, it's a smaller audience um, for for this content. But again, like this stuff's got to be out there for posterity, and uh, yeah, all the digital stuff's out there. But um, yeah, I think it's uh, good to get in and and uh, you know paperback format as well. So uh, libertyintertech.com uh, again is uh, where you want to go. Uh, if you'd like to uh, check out what we offer over at uh, LUA Publications. So, on the other hand, if you'd like to uh, contribute elsewhere, uh, there's Bitbacker, uh, bitbacker.io slash user slash Vanu Podcast, uh, as well as tippin.me slash LUA Radio if you'd like to tip uh, Bitcoin via the Lightning Network. Uh, and I guess that's uh, another thing I haven't really, I didn't really talk about, um, which I, I'll, I'll talk about it momentarily. But yeah, I'll, I'll take your fiat too, I suppose, if, uh, if you want to send some, uh, some US dollars, uh, paypal.me forward slash LUA Radio. So... <clears throat> Yeah, the last thing I'll mention, uh, which I kind of forgot about, um, I kind of forgot about this, but uh, I, uh, I I finally it, it was a couple few months process. I uh, had to had to send uh, the uh, the first Noddle device um, back to. I, I I haven't done anything with it yet. I still got to get an address for it. But uh, the first Noddle that, that was sent uh, malfunctioned. I got a second one sent out um, from France. So it was, it was a couple few months process. 
But uh, now I have my Lightning Network node set up. I've got my Bitcoin full node. Um, and there's other stuff too. BTC pay server, there is an error. Um, and that's not inst- that's not installable yet, but I will. And at that point, um, I will accept Lightning Network payments as well as uh, you know self-hosted <coughs> um, Bitcoin um, payments um, via BTC pay server. Um, and there's other stuff I'm tooling around with, like uh, Electrum X, um, Electrum Personal Server, things like that. Um, and, and I will say, once once you get, um, and I mean, it wasn't it was it had nothing to do with Bitcoin or you know the the technology being too difficult. It was just hardware hardware issues. They had a bad a bad batch of hardware, and it it, it caused a delay on things. But as far as getting stuff installed, um, it hasn't really been difficult, not at all, really. Um, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, you know, they make it, uh, you know, one-click installs, you click details, and you just, you know, click check boxes, or it tells you what information to provide to, you know, the Zap Lightning wallet or, or whatever it may be. So um, I do recommend the Noddle. Um, I still do, um, 100%. And, yeah, that they do not sponsor this podcast or anything. I just love the product, and um, it's why it's why I still like Bitcoin. and be, be, that's, that's why, I'm a, you know, I'm a maximalist, BTC, um, is because I can run my big, I can run my own Bitcoin full node. I can run... Um, I can do all these things. I can verify that the consensus rules are being followed. Whereas, like on Ethereum, I don't think it's even possible to. Uh, I think I, I, I'm, if I remember correctly, I, I, I'm not sure how to. It's it's difficult to run a full node. I know that um, it might not even fully sync. Um, and then, like for uh, for other ones with uh, you know block size with massive block sizes, um, ima- imagine. <laughs> You know, versus two megabyte blocks. If uh, if there's like eight gigabyte blocks or something, if every block is eight gigabytes, imagine how much storage you know storage is going to be needed for that. Um, the terabyte or two that's in that noddle would be would be gone pretty quick. So um, that's uh, <clears throat> yeah. There you go. That's uh, I guess my my two cents. My two cents. Um, don't trust anybody. Always verify yourself, especially when it comes to Bitcoin. And there's side benefits for it too. As we talked about, as I talked about with Max Hillebrand. You know, if you if you run your own full node, you connect to your own full node, then uh, your privacy is a lot better. So if you do those two things alone, uh, you know, run your own Bitcoin full node and never reuse addresses, um, you're uh, you're pretty well off uh, privacy wise. And that's even before you get into into uh, you know coin joins and mixing and things of that nature. So anyway, um, yeah, Noddle setup's gone good. Um, I will. Uh, yeah, I. I, sh- I'll, I I said I'd put more content on that out, um, and I, I probably should. I probably should. So. Um, yeah, I guess that uh, that kind of uh, wraps up things. Um, Bruno, uh, peace, man, and uh, check your jar, homie. Awesome, thank you, Bruno. I appreciate it, man. Uh, certainly, certainly do appreciate it. So, on that note, uh, yeah, regular podcasts are on the way, um, and uh, yeah, Phoenix uh, still got still got an audio engineer's help for the moment. Yes, um, the podcasts are taken care of, um, but I will have. Um, I've got three narrators working on um, audiobook narrations right now. So when those come back, um, even if I even if I snag one and do one, um, there's there's still still quite a bit of audio engineering work. Um, so uh, we'll we'll certainly be in touch. Um, so yeah, on that note, yeah, regular podcasts are on the way, my friends. Uh, until next time, let's build the Agora and uh, let's build the second realm. Thank you so much for for tuning in and thank you so much um, for the support. Uh, hope you guys have a uh, great rest of your day and uh, let's say thank you.